chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6, and uh, as we talked about this morning, we, we've been going through the, uh, the Sermon on the Mount. This section that we're in, uh, I'm calling uh, True Worship. Jesus talks about, um, uh, in, in chapter 6, he, verses 1 through 4, he talks about giving alms, and we, we talked in length about that. Uh, alms is, is more than just giving money. Uh, in fact, uh, money is a, just a small fraction uh, of, of our alms, uh, you know, helping others, giving food, um, giving of ourselves. Uh, it, it, all of those things play into it. Um, so uh, then in verses uh, uh, 15 to 17, well, let, let me say this. We have a business meeting. So it's always hard uh, planning a, a message knowing that you had a wanna stuff and then a business meeting. So uh, I'm, my plan is to be done about 9 o'clock. Um, <laughs> no, my, my goal is, to, my goal is to, to only talk for about 15, maybe 20 minutes. Uh, and then we'll have our business meeting because uh, I honestly I do it, it, the business meeting is either going to go really really fast or it's going to be really really long. So um, uh, so uh, we're just gonna I'm going to try and stop in about 15 minutes. So <clears throat> anyway, um, but you know what that means to a pastor, right? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> So anyway, uh, uh, in, in verses 15, five, excuse me, 5 to 15, uh, Jesus shifts his attention away from giving alms in this area of worship, and he starts talking about prayer. Um, let's go ahead and read Matthew chapter 6, <clears throat> verses 5 to 15. It says, And when, they, uh, when thou prayest, Thou shalt uh, be as uh, shall not be as the hypocrite. Um, but let me let me stop again. Um, I, I got a migraine uh, this afternoon, so my you, as you all know, uh, um, because of my dyslexia, when I have a headache, my reading is even worse. So just bear with me and just follow along. If I miss something, laugh at me, but don't not too loud. Um, but just just bear with me. Um, uh, and when thou prayest, <clears throat> thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, uh, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues, and standing um, uh, in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter in thy closet, and when thou hast shut the door, pray to thy uh, father which is in secret and thy father uh, which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly <clears throat> but when ye pray use not vain repetition as the heathens do uh, for they think that they have uh, that they shall be heard for their much speaking be not ye therefore <clears throat> like unto them for your father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if he forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you again for this opportunity to come together and talk about this idea of prayer. Um, We ask that you would meet with us tonight, that you would help us uh, to know how precious a gift of prayer is for each of us. We are truly blessed and thankful for it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Have you ever stopped to consider the fact that an almighty God wants you to talk to him? It is. I, I, I'm, I'm being honest. I, I have a hard time understanding how God would want to, or why God would want to do that. Because I know me. I don't even like me sometimes. But a God, a holy God, wants to hear from me. That is, that is an incredible, precious, precious thing. And, and, and well, I was starting to say last week, I guess it's been three weeks ago now, um, we talked about uh, this idea of prayer. So the first point that we covered was alms. The second point uh, is prayer. And then we, we talked about the fact that we must learn to pray in secret before we pray in public. C.S. Lewis wrote this, The moment you wake up each morning, all your wishes and hopes for the day rush at you like wild animals. And the first job each morning consists of shoving it back and listening to the other voices um, taking over, excuse me, taking that other point of view. Let the other longer, stronger, quieter, life come flowing in. Uh, And I love what C.S. Lewis says here because it is a picture of exactly what happens to me in the morning. When I wake up in the morning, all of a sudden, everything that I have to do comes pouring in. And what we need to do is to push all that aside and, and, and set ourselves up so that we can hear hear the still, small voice of God. God does not condemn public prayer. Okay? What He does is He condemns prideful public prayer. And and we talked about this uh, three weeks ago, but for us to learn how to pray in public, it starts in our prayer closets. And when we, when we go to God and we talk to Him on a one, one-to-one basis, 
You know, one of the things oftentimes I get asked is when people get saved, one of the first questions they ask me is, how do I pray? And, and, I, and I, I, again, three weeks ago, I shared with some of the struggles I had when I first got saved because I, I felt like I had to, quote unquote, pray a certain way. But the reality is this, God just wants you to talk to him. That's what prayer is. Just talk to God. Jesus in the garden is a, is a well, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, point number two, and this is, this is, where, uh, this is uh, where we left off last week. Point number two, we, we must be sincere when we pray. We must be sincere when we pray. Look at verses 7 and 8. But when ye pray, use not vain repetition as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father which knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. Repeating prayers does not necessarily constitute vain repetition. Think about this for a second. Repeating prayers does not necessarily constitute vain repetition. Now, what is vain repetition? Sean? Okay, shortly after verses 7 and 8, Jesus gives us what? What what do we call it today? The Lord's Prayer or or the model prayer. How many people do you know that rattle off the Lord's Prayer and don't even really think about it? That's vain repetition. But repeating a prayer does not necessarily constitute vain repetition. An example of that would be Jesus in the garden. Do you remember what happened when Jesus, just before Jesus went to the cross, he, that, the night before, he was in the garden and he prayed, did he not? In Matthew chapter 26, verses 36 to 42, it says this, Then Jesus, with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and said unto the disciples, Sit ye here, while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful, and very heavy, and saith unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further, and he fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not, my, not as I will, 
but as thou wilt. And he cometh unto his unto the disciples and findeth them sleep, asleep, and saith unto Peter, What could ye not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And he went away again a second time and, and prayed, saying, O oh, my father, if this cup may pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. Jesus prayed the same prayer multiple times. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't believe Jesus prayed with vain repetition. His, his prayer was sincere. His prayer was not, he was not trying to get out of going to the cross. Please understand that. He was not trying to get out of going to the cross. But the human side of him understood what, what laid ahead for him. And I believe that what Jesus was saying is, Lord, if this cup could pass from me, but your will is more important than anything. My flesh does not want to go through what I have to go through, but my spirit is willing. And Jesus was, was in that conversation with God. Have you, have you ever been in a situation in your prayer life where, where you have no words? Where you are so broken, you don't even know what to say or even how to say it. I was there recently. Something happened and I and I was so broken. I didn't I, I you can ask someone I didn't even know how to pray. I just sat and just poured my heart out to God. Sincere prayer. God is not interested in us memorizing a prayer and repetitively praying it just, just to be heard. Paul prayed for his uh, thorn in the flesh multiple times to be removed. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, <clears throat> verses 7 and 9, it says, uh, And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelation there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, would will I rather glory in my infirmity that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Paul, probably the greatest Christian who's ever walked the face of the earth. I say Christian. Okay, that's after Christ. I mean, there's been some godly people walk this earth. But I, I personally believe Paul was one of the most godly Christians, and yet he prayed multiple times for the same thing. So, so God is not telling us that we should not pray repetitively, but that we should pray with sincerity. In our passage here, the word empty 
mean, uh, the mean, uh, the word vain, excuse me, the word vain means empty or useless. Just empty words. Jesus is warning us that repeating worthless phrases in our prayers will not help us be heard by God. He wants... Well, well, let, let me see if I can illustrate it to you better. <clears throat> As a parent, one of the most rewarding things that can happen to a parent especially when your children get older and they move out, they, they either call or sit down to have a conversation with you, and it is a heartfelt conversation. Not just a shallow, but a conversation where oftentimes maybe they're coming to you for advice or they're, they're sharing a really deep thing that's been going on in their life. And what does that do to you as a parent? You know, those of you younger parents probably cannot ex- imagine it. But as an older parent, there's nothing more fulfilling as a parent than to have your children acknowledge, hey, you know what? I finally got it. All those years of trying to teach and to train and, and all, all those things, there's nothing more precious than that. And when we go to God and we sit and we just talk to God and we share our burdens. And, and, and you know, uh, a while back, Brian came to me. And in fact, it's right here, Brian. Did you read it in verse 8? <clears throat> it says, uh, and, be ye not, and, and, and be not ye therefore like unto them. For your heavenly Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. We, we, had a, we had a conversation. Brian, Brian says, does not God know all things? And, and the reality is, yes, God knows all things. And, and I, I don't know what, what caused him to, to go down this, this, this rabbit trail, but he, he asked me, he says, why do we have to pray? If God knows all things, why do we even pray? And that and that that is a good question, is it not? So so you tell me what the answer is. I I believe I know the answer, but you tell me. God wants to hear from us. He wants that conversation. Again, that goes back to the statement I made at the beginning. Why would a holy, righteous God want to talk to me? He, well, he loves me. And he wants to have that communication, that, that conversation with me. Now, yes, he knows all things. But isn't it precious to know that when you're hurting down deep inside, you can go to your Heavenly Father and just, for lack of better terms, just dump on him? Just pour your heart out to him? And just just have that time with God where I where you can just say, God, I need you. 
That's why we pray. So, we pray not because He needs to hear from us, but because we need prayer. That's why we pray. James chapter 5 and verse 16, it says, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much. The word fervent here means to have to be uh, uh, impassioned or forceful, heartfelt, wholehearted prayer, fervent prayer. The, the effectual, fervent prayers. Our prayers need to be sincere, heartfelt, wholehearted. That's the kind of prayer God wants us to, to pray. The understood implication of, I believe, what Jesus is saying in these two verses in verse 7 and 8, the understood implication is this. If our prayers are empty or vain, then does God hear them? But when you pray, use not vain repetition as the heathen do, for they think that, they're, that they shall be heard for their much speaking. I believe God does hear our prayers, everyone that we pray. But what does God want? God wants to know our hearts. God wants to know the sincerity of our hearts when we pray we need to pray effectual, fervent prayers. Our prayers need to be sincere, not shallow and empty. How do we pray? Why do we pray? How do we pray? I, I usually tell people, especially ones that are just saved, just start by just talking to God. Get alone with Him and just talk to Him. Get to know Him. And you think, well, that's a one-sided conversation. Well, you know, technically it is, but I tell you what, when I get, when I get in my prayer closet, well, I don't have a closet, it's my office at the house, uh, but when I get into my, my quiet space and I talk to God, there are times God speaks to my heart. And that communication is important because he, he speaks to us in a still, small voice. And if we allow the clutter and the, the, the clamor and the noise of this world to affect our prayer lives, then we will have a hard time hearing from him. Factual, fervent prayers. Prayers that are sincere. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for your love and for the work you do in our lives. 
And Lord, I am so thankful and grateful that you want to hear from me. That, that to me is still, it's, it is an amazing thing that you, that you would want to hear from me. Help us, dear God, to serve you with our lives. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.